Yo, 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 what is up, YouTube Boxing family? Um, I figured I'd uh, go live to, uh, you know, get this interview done with Ofacio Falcon. Uh, just give me one second. He should um, be joining in soon. Give me one Uh, give me one second. Sorry, guys. You should be, uh, coming on. But, uh, yeah, salute to everybody that comes on. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, get this done with Ofacio and then get going. Hopefully he can join. Yeah. Uh, give me one second. Yeah, sorry guys. Uh, I don't know what exactly is going on, but like I'm trying to get this done, and uh, it's not like you know working. I don't I don't know what's going on. Streamyard pal. Oh really? That's strange. Um, it's supposed to bring you to to a room. I bring you in. Bring you in. Ah, um, uh, come on, man. Ah, fuck. Uh, give me one second, guys. I'm sorry.
All right, give me a second, guys. All right. <clears throat> Yeah, my apologies, guys. I don't, I don't understand how Streamer doesn't, you know, make it simple. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, my apologies. Should it, it should just be easy for somebody to just hop right in because it literally worked like yesterday. Ah, fuck. Ah, uh, come on, man. Man, this is terrible, man. Make sure you click on the blue hyperlink. But yeah, salute to everybody coming on. Um, you know, appreciate you guys. I'm just hoping that this works for Ofacio because it did work for the Valley Brothers. So I don't, I don't know what exactly happened. But I I don't know why this is happening to me. Ah, oh, shit. Yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now, brother. Sweet. Um, I, I appreciate you for uh like for um coming through. Yeah, no worries, brother. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, man. Uh first things first, um I'm gonna ask you like a funny question, but um I'm pretty sure like you'll laugh. But are you related to Javante Tank Davis? No, sir, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um I was basically like um, one of the very few people that said that um, you kind of look like Tank. So yeah, just... a lot of people tell me that, bro. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, can you um, explain to the audience who you are and how'd you get into the sport? Um, my name's Ofacio Falcon Jr., um, aka the Sniper. Um, I got into the sport when I was about 13 years old, 12 years old. Um, my father was competing as an amateur boxer. He fought in the Golden Gloves. My mother used to take me to his fights. Um, and I think that's what inspired me to fight. 
Also, you know, a little bit of, you know, troublemaking in school, fighting a lot. So my mom thought that was another way to channel my energy to something positive, you know. Um, I'm currently 8-0 with six knockouts right now as a professional boxer. Um, and I got the name The Sniper in Florida one time when I was sparring a 17-0 professional boxer. And the coach told me everywhere I looked, I threw and landed. And I'm very precise and, sh um, and very sharp. And also, um, in Call of Duty, I always use snipers. So add that something else. Yeah, like as far as your style goes, um, how would you describe yourself? Are you more of like a pure boxer or a boxer puncher? I think a little bit of both. You know, I just do what I need to do to win. Um, if I need to go forward, I'll go forward. If I need to fight in the pocket, I'll fight in the pocket. If I need to box, I'll box. Um, I do a little bit of everything. I would just say I'm just an all-around fighter. I can do it all. Um, as far as like your training goes, um, what do you work on to, to help you elevate to the next um, level? Just getting the best work I could possibly get, because you as long you know this this at this point in your career is just getting the best spawn you can have, the most experience you can have. You know, um, there's only so much you can get just from training, but I try to keep everything sharp, working on my defense a lot. Um, I don't know if you can see on my um, on a lot of my videos or, or fights that I, I try to showcase a lot of defense, um, and yeah, just work on my combinations, my power, my fighting off the defense. That's what I'm doing a lot of this camp. I'm working all of a lot of um fighting off my defense now and um, putting more pressure. So as far as everything else, every fight is different. You know, you can't really train the same every fight. But um, we try to touch on everything. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, your, like, opponents go, it seems like that you that you are facing, like, opponents that are getting, you know, the better of your skill set and you're actually, like, looking a lot more different in your fights. Uh, are you trying to go that route of just trying to match yourself up tougher you know, as of the ladder gets like a lot more harder. Um, I'm a believer in, you know, I'm only 22 years old. I just turned 22. So I know there's a lot of experienced fighters out there. And as I'm going up, I'm going to have to face a lot more experienced fighters. You know, but at the age of 22, there's not a lot of fighters, you know, fighting because I can just take any other route that everybody else is taking, you know. Um, I don't, but what I, what I would say was I like taking fights that have challenged me. You know, I'm, 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 I take my time, though. I'm not trying to rush anything. I'm not trying to, you know, jump from here to a world title. But I do want to test myself every now and then um, as far as my skill set to see where I'm at, see what I need to work on, because that's the only way you're going to know, not fighting somebody who's just going to get in there for one round and leave. You're really going to know who you are when you get inside in front of, you know, like my last fight. I went all the way. I flew all the way from New York to Costa Rica, fought in front of about five, 6,000 Costa Rican fans, and I fought a Costa Rican fighter. Um, live on the zone. And, um, you know, there was a lot of things going on in and out the ring politics and a lot of, um, you know, things that weren't supposed to happen, but I bottled it all up and, you know, I just went out there and I did what I was supposed to do. Um, and that's what a fight is about, you know, the experiences. And I feel like that was one experience that is making me 20 times better than what I was before that fight. So yes, I do try to take, um, step up fights as far as I, as you know, as far as my, my trainer, which is my father and my manager, um, tells me to take, and I just keep moving forward. Um, that's that's what's gonna make you better. Yeah, because I find that very interesting that you say that. Because um, it seems like not a lot of fighters want to do that. They really try to replicate like the Floyd Mayweather model, but but they just do it in a very weird manner where they want to like fight, you know, the easiest route of competition for the like you know for uh, the least amount of risk. But um, I think like um, I think it's very important to start fighting more um, overseas because. You know, fighting here um, in America is, is still, you know, corrupt in terms of judging. But 
uh, to go over to like Spain or Italy or, or anywhere in the world, that's even more riskier because um, you don't know what's going on out there. Exactly. And, you know, there's a lot of people that say you should have did this, you should have did that, but I just did what I needed to do to win. When I fought on that undercard, there was two fights before me and um, they both were robberies. There was this one guy that fought and it was a four rounder and they stopped the fight the first round. Because he got a, a cut. It was a headbutt. Very yeah, open cut. Uh, white kid. Um, I forgot his name. but um, Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Guy, yeah. <laughs> and they gave the win to the other guy when that was a no contest. Um, yeah. And then the fight before that one, there was a war. But I thought, you know, the, the Mexican fighter won. And um, that was a, that's another friend of mine who, who trains, I think, in California. And um, I thought he won. It was a very close fight, though. But I thought he won. And they took it away from him as well. So before that fight, even before my fight even started, they came in the room and they told me, listen, if you don't win this fight, clearly they're going to rob you because right now they don't have any control. There's all Costa Rican judges. Um, it was a Costa Rican ref. Um, and I still bottled it up and I went out there and I did what I was supposed to do. There's not a lot of fighters that would do that in front of a home crowd, especially when you're coming out and everybody's booing at you and, you know, tossing things at you. Um, I'm happy that I went through something like that because just, you know, it showed me that no matter what the situation is, I'm able to ball it all up and go out there and still perform. Yes, I do believe that um, there's a lot in there's a lot more in me. But as far as if everybody was there and they knew what was going on in that fight, you guys would know um, that I just fought how I was supposed to fight to win. Um, I'm not going to state a lot of other things online because you know we went past it, we won. But moving forward, um, a lot of things will be fixed, and a lot of those things will not happen again. But you know, I thank God for the opportunity. You know, once again. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, as far as the division you fight at, uh, what division do you fight at? Um, super featherweight, one thirty, right now. Okay. Do you do you plan on moving up or like on um, what's the political goal that you're trying to go for? Um, right now I'm gonna stay at one thirty. If I can move down to one twenty six, I will. Um, of course over time. Um, as far as my record, I'm trying to be ten and zero by the end of this year, God willing. If not, you know. 9-0, 8-0. I'm having another fight coming up in November. So we're getting we're moving forward to that one. Um, I'm thinking about staying at 130. You know, I feel like I'm pretty strong at 130. Um, but if I can move down, I'll move down. Moving up doesn't seem too likely because, you know, um, that would be – I mean, even though it's more five pounds, but it's a, it's a bit extreme. I don't need to move up. I feel great at 130. I'm not. It's not stressing me out to make 130, but I do have to cut to make 130. So I think it's a very comfortable way for me. I'm going to stick here at Super Featherweight. And my goal, my overall goal is just, you know, Everybody else's goal to be undisputed, you know, try to get all the belts as much as possible. But of course, over time, because I'm only 22 years old, you know, I'm taking my time step by step and just, you know, progressing, getting different experiences. Um, as far as the promotional uh, business on top of that, do you do you have like a plan of like trying to go with like, the biggest promotion for the most amount of money or like like could you explain how your efforts to make to, to, to make the business promotions favor you uh, um like uh, what route are, are you taking to bring you up to that level right now as said before you know there's a lot of politics in boxing um i see fighters who don't have that much experience but just have a fan base get signed i've seen fighters who have a lot of um fan base i mean who don't have a lot of fan base and just have a lot of talent and just don't get signed so right now i'm kind of in the i'm kind of in the process of you know just building myself building my own fan base on social media as much as possible and just continue building up my fights. Right now, um, I know my I'm leaning more towards networks. Um, I know there's there's bigger bigger money in in networks. So I know um, you know like the Devin Haney, how he took 17 fights, then went to the 18 fight and got signed 
rather to the um he got signed to the zone rather than to matchroom directly which is a network um maybe more toward, more so that route but other but if the right opportunity comes I'll definitely take it um I love the zone I love top rank um yeah so that's probably the direction I'm going to be moving from here on out you know yeah cuz like um besides from all about the politics like I I I think as far as just like you know where the legacy should be you know like for the future future you know you should have all the marbles put in front of you and it shouldn't Absolutely, be yeah. to, right now I, yeah. right now I got sorry to cut you off right now I got a couple offers not to mention any but um I have a couple of them and right now we're just putting them all together you know and um and just moving forward from there just making a smart move cuz you know when people make once you hear a number and you make a decision right then then sometimes it isn't the right decision so I don't want to make a wrong decision in my young career so that's where that's where we are um, how difficult is it to make a fight with um, other fighters? Like, is it really hard to, like, you know, get that business uh, together? Uh, do you have to, like, work with, like, certain business firms or, you know, like, attorneys to make big fights happen? I mean, it depends who you are. Um, at this point in my career, like I said before, there isn't a lot of fighters that want to take a risk so early in their career. But there are some fighters who do take a risk, but they're a lot older. Um, and so they need those risks. Um at this point in my career, it isn't really hard to make fights yet. I would say that some fighters do say no to fights, but um, it isn't such a big deal at this point in our career because, um, again, you know, there's a lot of politics in boxing. Sometimes you can fight a great fighter and still not get signed or noticed by any network because of, you know, you probably, your name doesn't buzz as much as an Olympian would or, um, you know what I'm saying, the fan base behind it. So there's just there's a lot of politics in this. Right now I'm just taking it day by day, fight by fight. And of course, you know, with God leading the way, the right opportunity will present itself. But as far as um, getting fights, I don't, well, my manager hands is that stuff. I just train and fight. So I really haven't, you know, get too much involved in that. But um, as far as right now, no, it isn't hard to find fights. No. Okay. Um, as far as, um, I guess, at the angle of like what impact you want to bring to your fans that look up to you, uh, what's the biggest influence that drives you every day to do what you do now? You know, my mother, my sisters, my family. You know, I promised my mom when she was younger that I'm going to, you know, change our lives. I try to promise my sisters they look up to me, they see me as a role model to them, you know, and I just want to continue putting that on. And, you know, me and my father share the same dream because he, this was his dream beforehand, but he wasn't able to continue, so I'm continuing it. So there's a lot that's involved in this. Um, it's not just fighting, or it's not only about the money, even though money is very important in this life, you know? So um, my overall, you know, what drives me is my family. I continue moving forward. I, I train as hard as I do. I, I wake up every day, I sacrifice, and I just do what I need to do to get us to where our goal is in life. You know, just generational wealth is my goal, honestly. Not only by my, my family, but my family, family, and so on. Um, yeah, that's my overall goal right there. Nice. Um, as far as, uh, like, you know, boxing um, influences goes, um, like, you know, what fighters that you looked up to that, you know, motivated you to become um, who you are today? There's a lot of fighters. Um, I like, I wouldn't say I like one specific fighter, but I like a lot of fighters for different reasons. Um, one fighter for our current fighters right now are probably like Jerron Ennis and Shakur Stevenson. Those guys are just completely out of, you know who they are, right? Yeah, Boots and uh, Shakur. <laughs> yeah, those guys, one of my, two of my favorite fighters. Um, Jerron Ennis for his switching and the way he's able to, his power. I think he's an all-around fighter in Shakur as well. Like, 
his 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 distance and ring IQ is amazing. And as far as who inspired me back then were I would say like Sugar Ray Leonard, the way he's the way he was fast and flambo you know very flamboyant and the way he throws a lot of combinations, um, and his speed and power. You know, I feel like I have those things as well. Um, to inspire me to where I get to now. Um, yeah. So those fighters right there are, are, were really truly inspired. I think my style more or less. Oh, and Pernod Whitaker too. I love how how slick he was, and how comfortable he was in the ring. Yeah, same here. Like I like looking at those guys. Um, like you know, I like looking at all the southpaw fighters because um, I box too, and I'm a southpaw. But um, yeah, like like uh, those names. You know, I constantly study them every single day. Yeah, I just want to say the same. Do I? So do I. So do I. Um, I was gonna ask. Uh, I believe you said to me in the past that you have Puerto Rican, like Puerto Rican, uh, like a uh, bloodline. Absolutely, my father's Puerto Rican. Oh, okay. Uh, do you have any Puerto Rican fighters that you look up to that you know like inspire you to like like to do like uh, what you do now? Puerto Rican, yeah, Miguel Cotto. Um, he was one of my favorite fighters when he was fighting at the time, and I really enjoyed the fight with him in Mayweather. It was a very, very, very competitive and great fight. That was one of my favorite fights right now. Tito Trinidad, people say I look like him as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was one of my favorite Puerto Rican fighters as well. 2.0. <laughs> yeah, 2.0, right? This is ridiculous. No, Probably should never said that because now everybody's going to say the same thing. Um, you look very like uh, Michelle Rivera. I'm not going to lie. Like you look and Michelle Rivera are, are almost like brothers. Look at that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, those are the Puerto Rican fighters I probably look up to from back then. Um. Great fighters, amazing fighters. They everybody, All of them had great left hooks. Um. The way they put their punches together, their footwork, their style, this is great. You know, always they're always going to fight and they come to perform. And I feel like that's that's the category I want to step into. And that's what I want people to notice me at. Uh, do you ever plan to fight in Puerto Rico one day? Absolutely. I would love to fight in Puerto Rico. You know, when the opportunity presents itself, we would definitely take it. Um, as far as Puerto Rican boxing, do you think it's dead or do you think it's growing? Um, right now... It's I, I would say it's like in the middle of everything. I wouldn't say it's dead. We're, we're always here. There's a lot of young Puerto Rican prospects coming up as myself and other fighters. Um, but, you know, as the years go on, I will, myself or other prospects in other weight classes, we will make it known again that, you know, Puerto Ricans are here. I'm here. Um, and I wouldn't categorize myself in that. Um, I wouldn't categorize myself. Um, I want to categorize myself, excuse me, as a Puerto Rican fighter. But I want people to know that you know, I have an all-around style. You know what I'm saying? I want to bring something different to the Puerto Rican style. That we're not just forward comers and punchers. That people say we are flat-footed. I got a lot more. I got a lot of skill sets that I want to um, show the world. You know, and over time, I will do that, and that would put Puerto Rico not back, but it will make us more like, yo, we're here once again. Yeah, because I was talking to the Valle brothers um, yesterday, like about that, and I think the talent is probably way better compared to other, you know, ethnic groups you know talents but i just absolutely i feel like the, the style's evolving yeah. yeah but i was gonna add on top of that to say like you know there's plenty of other names out there that people don't talk about but they just focus on the mainstream names like berlanga xander zayas you know those guys but uh, they don't look at guys like super matias that like you know that's actually title bound very soon mm -hmm. uh, henry mocho lebron uh that other guy brian yeah, he's another great fighter too yeah um, uh, but as far as uh, those names go, um, have you ever ran into those guys or? Absolutely. Um, I ran into Edgar Belonga. As a matter of fact, he's one of great friends of mine. When I was fighting, I fought on Telemundo, four top rank at one point. 
which I think was my second fight. Um, they Edgar Belanga was one of the guys that vouched for me with one of the matchmakers over there and told him to sign me. I had a contract with them years ago. I mean, not years ago. Well, yeah, about a year ago, like two. Um, but then COVID happened. A lot of things fell off. And, you know, a lot of things changed in boxing. But it's okay. Um, like I said, I keep faith. I keep moving forward. You know, a lot of things happened where I wasn't – I was out the ring for a year. Um, and then this year I just turned up again. I'm, this is my third fight. No, this is my fourth fight this year coming up. Um, so I've been very active. Um, but as far as – yes, I have ran into a lot of those Puerto Rican fighters, yes. Yeah, because it seems like that um, a lot of those people are – getting a lot of promotional gain and uh like um i wanted to ask like um do, do you think it's more important to be more outspoken to get that name you know name branding out there more or do you think it's more important to just focus on your fighting and then talk later after you win your fight i think a little bit of both but um again you know politics and boxing like promoters they would see you let's say for example i was to call a top rank fighter out they wouldn't give me an opportunity as in as a 50-50 fight and we go in there and and um, we fight and it's just going to be a fair fight. You know what I'm saying? Because I've seen a lot of fights where fighters will go in there, fight, and it'll be a draw when the other guy wins or, you know, because they lose money on that. And I understand, um, you know, but that's just the sad part about boxing. It isn't just going there and whoever the fighter wins, wins. Now they're, you know, protecting a lot of fighters. So, you know, to be in a fair note, I would say it's just in a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, being outspoken isn't always the best way to do it. I, I'm the type of guy who just go fight. And when opportunity presents itself, I take it. When is the right opportunity? You know, I speak up for myself off of my performances, you know. Um, I wouldn't speak beforehand because I've seen a lot of guys who've been speaking beforehand and things happen. You know, they take a loss or something. So I just remain focused on the fight. That's it. Stay humble and remain focused. That's all. Yeah, because... Um... I tend to see that that certain guys like Keyshawn Davis and those guys, you know, they like to run their mouth a lot, but it's just like, you know, that's good to a certain degree, but at what point does, you know, let the B side have to step in to say to the A side, protect the fighter to say that, look, you're not as good as that you say that you are, but, you know, if you're really, you know, you know like about that life, then, like, you know, come fight me because it seems like that flair out of boxing has been, you know, gone for quite a long time where you know fighters don't really beef as much anymore and you know build-ups for certain fights are not as um how should i say um intriguing so uh do you I think say, yeah i see a lot of i see upcoming pro as far as the upcoming prospects i feel like um as we move forward and as we grow in the, in the sport of boxing yes i do think maybe we should call each other out every now and then but i feel like as far as right now at this very more point of our career we're not going to make a million dollars off of just saying, yo, hey, I want to fight this guy. Um, he's scared of me. You know, I feel like going in there, performing, and having the the, the crowd and the fan and our fan bases be like, yo, these guys would be great matchup. You know what I'm saying? And overall growing the fight rather than us putting it out there and then everybody is in through one ear and out through the other. Um, you know, a great, a great, you know, representation is like, for example, Crawford and Spence. Um, it, take, it's it took years for that fight to grow that big. It, what, they were calling each other out at one point, but it's not. it wasn't making as much noise as it is now. You know, right now that fight's a, a million-dollar fight, millions millions and millions of dollars in, into that fight right there. And I feel like everybody in the world would love to see that fight. Um, and I just feel like as, as we grow in our careers, but at this very point in time, there's no reason to do that 
just go in there and perform. That's it. You know, just be quiet, go in there and fight. Because at the end of the day, you can say whatever you want to say, but you still got to fight. You're facing a man across from you. Nobody else in this world. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the last questions that I wanted to ask is, uh, will you ever entertain a Mexico versus Puerto Rico matchup one day? Absolutely. You know, I always dreamt of that watching, you know, like I said, the old Puerto Rican fighters fight like Miguel Cotto and, and, and Tito. But, um, yes, I would love to. Yes, that would be an amazing fight one day. Of course, when the opportunity presents itself once again, I'm going to be there. I'm going to stand on it. and I'm going to win and put on another amazing performance for the Puerto Rican crowd and Mexican crowds, of course. Yeah, because I'd definitely like to see that sometime in the future because um, uh, there's, like, a lot of Mexicans, especially at 130, that definitely, definitely deserve that matchup with you. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the last question that I was going to ask is, uh, um, what is your end goal of what you want to bring to your fans and audience? Like, you know, before it's all said and done. Before it's all said and done, I want people to know that I'm great. I'm one of the greatest Puerto Rican fighters out there. I brought a different style to boxing. Um, and I just want people to know that, you know, I just, I, I really, I really want to showcase my talent. Let everybody know that, you know, I'm here. I'm one of those, I'm, I'm one of those great fighters. And of course, over time, I'll be showing that. A little bit, a little bit, and a little and a little more as I go on. Um, I just want people to know that, you know, I'm going to create a legacy for us. And I want the Puerto Rican fighters to know that, listen, I was one of the greatest of all time. When it's all said and done, they mentioned Miguel Cotto, they mentioned Tito Trinidad. I want to be one of those mentions in a positive way. Um, you know, I was a fighter at the end of the day. And I did what I had to do to win every time. Awesome. Um, I appreciate your time, man. Uh, we got to do this again. And, Absolutely. Uh, I agree. And uh, I thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, um, I uh, definitely wish you best of luck in your um, upcoming fight and um, everything else that goes on for the future. Thank you, my brother. I really appreciate you once again. And, um, yeah, listen, shout out to my father, my family, my friends, and my manager, Go Management. Um, and everybody stay tuned, guys. Um, the Sniper, we coming, man. We here. Yes, sir. We coming. Yeah. Not at all. Coming soon. Thank yes, you. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, brother. All right. I'll uh, talk with you soon. For sure. Bye-bye. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for coming through. Uh, sorry for, you know, not, you know, spelling Ofasio's last name. Um, I'll probably, like, I'll get that fixed up for you, um, um, for you guys. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Be sure to like, rate, comment, and subscribe. Do what you, um, do what you gotta do. And, um, thank you for the opportunity, Ofasio, once again. And, uh, yeah, man, I'll see you guys later. Have a good day and peace out. And also salute to the mighty. Mighty LDBC, and this is K-Rod signing out. Bye.